Welcome to a special playoff edition of Friday Night Football Replay, a Ken's 5 podcast all about high school football. I'm Cameron Songer. Evan Klosky is with me as we break down all the action on the gridiron as San Antonio area teams fight for a state championship. Evan, thanks for stopping by again. Love to do it. Flores stepping in for the big fellas, so here I am. I love playoff time. This is this is what it's all about. It's what we've been working towards. Yeah, a lot of teams have, you know, they say making the playoffs is sort of the goal, but then once you're there, you know, there's some teams more so than others have a real goal of advancing forward, and it's unfortunate, especially in the uh, in the 6A classification where we'll start, that the San Antonio teams kind of all knock each other out early, mm-hmm. uh, where there's some of these big schools that uh, just by, you know, nature of how it's lined up, there's not going to be many San Antonio teams left standing after the area round. Uh, let's start with the by-district games, though, because that's the opening round of the playoffs. We saw this past week, and we'll start in 6A. D1, the biggest of the big schools here in Texas, and uh, we'll start with one of the biggest programs in Texas, uh, Lake Travis, obviously an Austin area school, but we had Smithson Valley going up there, started off well against Lake Travis, and the Cavaliers got going and uh, knocked Smithson Valley out 21-3. I do want to say, very good job by Smithson Valley. They actually led 3-0 in that game, Uh, just couldn't do anything offensively, but man, I mean, Smithson Valley put up a Tough test against a very, very good Lake Travis team. Uh, we were mentioning last week we didn't know if Hudson Card was playing. Since we're not in tap fully there, he is not. He's a, a Texas commit, so we'll see if he comes back later in the playoffs. But at least in game one, he was not playing. Yeah, and Smithson Valley, obviously, they've had better years than they had this year. Uh, the sort of a late addition to the playoffs in terms of when they punched their ticket, playing in that very tough district. They were battle-tested this, this battle, though, just a little bit too much. Uh, for them in that particular contest. So Lake Travis awaits the winner of this game, Madison Stevens, and I think it was maybe a little closer than people expected if you're just looking at the final score. Madison pulled away and won 28-21, but I think they were pretty much in control. Yeah, they were in control. I do want to say Last week, I did say that would not be a runaway game, so I packed myself <laughs> on the back. I said that's that, true. Would, that would be a close we, we game. We have receipts. Yeah, that's right. You could play that back, listen to it, I sometimes know what I'm talking about, and we ignore the times I'm wrong. Uh, Madison led in that game 21 nothing, I believe, uh, or I should say 21-7. to That's what it was. So Madison jumped out 14-0. Uh, Stevens recovered the ball on a fumble, on a, a, a muff punt, scored, and then K.K. Brashears threw a pick six. That made it 21-7, and that kind of is the difference right there. Yeah, obviously a a nice comeback effort from uh, Stevens, but just not quite enough. So Madison moves on. They'll take on Lake Travis. That game will be at Rattler Stadium in San Marcos. Uh, That should be a really fun contest. I think Lake Travis feels like they're probably the favorites going in, but Madison, they're an undefeated district champion and a really solid program here in San Antonio the last two years. Uh, We said it last week. I'm very proud of the boys there at Madison. I think that they're a little bit surprised of what they were able to do this season. I'm sure they expected to do exactly what happened. You know, in that locker room, they believed in themselves. I'm just purely speaking from the outside looking in. Uh, They lost some talent. They they got it done this year. Win the first round game. Lake Travis is going to be an extremely tough test. And uh, I don't know. I don't know about it. It might be the end of the road for Madison, if we're being 100% honest. But their season was very good, no matter what happens this weekend. They can let it all hang out in the field. You know, they're not going to be expected to win. But we'll see what happens. I mean, Lake Travis struggled with Smithson Valley. Smithson Valley's a very good team. Madison's a very good team. So there's no reason to think that Madison's not going to go in there and and give Lake Travis some, some worries. 
hey, a really good team with a, a chip on their shoulder of this, you know, no one believes in us kind of mentality, that's, that's dangerous. So, yep. yeah, do not sleep on the Mavs uh, by any stretch. Uh, two other games in the 6A D1 by district round. Judson and Hayes, this is a rematch from a year ago in that same round. Uh, Hayes coming down from Buda, coming down to face Judson. Last season, it was a walk in the park, so to speak, for, for the Rockets. And uh, as much as you could say so in, in a playoff game, kind of more of the same here this year, 56-21 Judson. Yeah, you know what's really funny, and I'm going to advance on you a little bit. So Judson Hayes was a rematch of last year's first-round matchup. O'Connor-Reagan was a rematch of last year's first-round matchup. And then we have a rematch of the second-round matchup. So we are just running it back. Uh, and, and funny enough, same results. Um, but just speaking of Judson, they did exactly what they, we thought they were going to do. Offense is electric. Uh, so yeah, Mike, I, Chandler, Mike really... Chandler's been incredible. I think he's, he's picked up his game another level. I'm surprised that uh, I still haven't heard anything about where he's going to go at the next level. Uh, obviously, his height is a concern, uh, but he is a talented ball player. I'm just, I'm just interested. You know, if I'm a coach, uh, you know, not a big-time program, that's an athlete I want in my program. You can't teach that desire to play and just that desire to win and, and obviously uh, having that experience at playing at a much higher level. I think sometimes you talk about guys getting recruited from either out of state or maybe other parts of the state. But the, the, the schedule Judson plays and just the, the battles that these guys have, have gone through both in the regular season and in the playoffs, that's, that's meaningful. I mean, obviously it's not comparable to high-level college football, but it's as, as close as you can get really in the United States in high school football. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing about Mike Chandler. He transfers from Johnson, uh, then wins the starting job against a, a, younger, a year younger Lucas Colley. But he transfers out, he starts, he's very good, he's going to be a D1 uh, caliber quarterback, he's being recruited heavily. Mike Chandler uh, still wins the job. So, uh, to me, the people inside that program, I mean, he's beating out, at least for the position, a really talented guy behind him, and I respect Lucas Colley a lot. Um, and, and the fact that Chandler was still able to hold on to that job just speaks volumes about who he is as a QB. And I'll, I'll think of the school that he transferred to. I'm blanking out on it. I can, I can see the school, too. But nonetheless, moving on. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned sort of a rematch. Last season, I think O'Connor was lined up for a deep postseason run a year ago, and they were foiled in the opening round against Reagan. So they, those two teams get to match up again in the opening round of this season's playoffs. It's a Saturday afternoon game. It went to overtime, but the Rattlers, 23-20, again eliminating O'Connor from the postseason. Yeah, you know, O'Connor-Reagan last year was a battle of two heavyweights. I mean, both of those teams were very good. Uh, this year, I think that... O'Connor's team last year would have beaten this year's O'Connor team. I think Reagan's team last year would have beaten this team's Reagan team. So it kind of equals out that both teams have taken a step down together, um, respectively, I should say. Uh, O'Connor certainly had that revenge factor in there, started out hot. Um, this was just a really, really good game. I think last week we also said no idea if we had to put a, a, a spread on it, I would put even. And that's exactly what happened going into overtime. It just comes down to one team settling for a field goal, the other team punching it in. And, uh, you know, just uh, I feel for the boys there at O'Connor. I know how badly they wanted this. A really nice job for Reagan. Uh, you know, I don't know what kind of expectations we could have put on them, especially not having Travis Daly for most of the year. Uh, but they got a win in the playoffs. That's something to be proud of. And two weeks ago, we weren't even sure if they were going to be a playoff team. They needed a yeah. win in their last game 
uh, to get in, and, and obviously they did, and now uh, advancing to the area round where they will play Judson. That game will be taking place at Alamo Stadium, and uh, maybe a little bit of a uh, a caution for for Judson. I think they could look at that and say, well, you know, we just we just cruised in our first game. Here, here's a team that maybe uh, has has had has been up and down this year, and we feel you know pretty confident going in. It, the games don't get any easier. Uh, throughout the playoffs, and I know that's sort of something that you can. You, this may be the uh, the stereotype for San Antonio teams. After the area round, you start facing some of the teams from Corpus Christi and the Valley, and uh, there, there's almost this uh, this idea that the first couple games are harder for San Antonio teams. But I don't think you can really start comparing them. They're all they, they all should be tough. Yeah. Uh, also, by the way, Lucas Colley, cornerstone. That's where he went to quarterback. All right. So moving on from that, uh, Judson versus Reagan. Um, just going to call it like I see it. Judson should handle business pretty easily in this one. Uh, again, Reagan, I, I just, Lyndon Hamilton over there, I think, extracted the most out of his group this season. And, and to me, that's important. That shows a good coach. You know, like last year, Greg Popovich and the Spurs, I think, extracted every ounce of talent. Their ceiling was really put up there. And, and they even they, they had a chance to go further. But regardless, sometimes you can take a walk back and you don't necessarily win it all, but you can be super proud of what happens. And, and similar to what, I'm, what I said about Madison is what I'm going to say about Reagan is just uh, in a season where the talent wasn't quite there of what it was in the past, the coaches, the team rallies together and does a great job. I do think it's the end of the road for Reagan. Judson should handle business. And to your point, uh, it is a little bit like that where – the next couple of rounds, you feel like uh, you're going to have a, a, a you'll have a you have a solid chance to win. A, a yes, uh, I would, if you were marking spreads, you would say that maybe um, you would have a better opportunity to win versus some other games. Uh, but you know, for for Judson, I don't know if that's necessarily the route they're going to be taking personally in, in their journey. I think they're going to be facing pretty comparable teams uh, along the way. I don't think. Um, you know, there's going to be a, a high, a high, high, and a low, low. It just, I think it's going to be pretty even keel. Uh, you know, if they do make it, going up until that big battle with uh, what you would assume is another matchup with Lake Travis. But we can get there. When we get there. <laughs> They'll, yeah, that that's coming a, a little further down the road. But uh, for now, we're locked in on those two, uh, those two games in the area round for six A D one. Lake Travis against Madison. That game will be up in San Marcos, and then uh, Reagan against Judson at Alamo Stadium. Turning our attention now to 6A D2, the uh, the San Antonio team making the trip up to Austin, just like Smithson Valley went up to Lake Travis. Uh, their district rival took on another team from that same district, Steele at Westlake. Kind of a similar story, a decent start for uh, the San Antonio area program before they were just kind of overwhelmed by a very talented, in this case, Westlake team. 30-7 uh, to is the final score as uh, the Knights were knocked out of the playoffs. It's nuts that Steele is knocked out in the first round. I mean... Talking about bruiser matchups early on, we said that last week. It was a marquee game. It's, uh, it's crazy that Steele had to go on the road to Westlake in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, they entered halftime trailing 16-7. They had a chance to actually go up in that game. Uh, I believe it would have been 14-7 to or 14-9 or something, and Wyatt Beagle threw an interception after Steele got an interception. Uh, and then in the second half, it kind of snowballed. Um, you know, you're going to get Wyatt Beagle back next year. Uh, he'll enter his senior season. He's certainly going to have a lot of value. Uh, but there's a lot of talent being lost here. Jalen Jones, a Texas A&M commit, he's gone. Daniel Jackson, 
uh, the Iowa State commit. He's gone at wide receiver. Just a lot of big names that will be moving on after this season. Uh, nonetheless, you know, that's just a, a really tough game. And, and Steele was – they. I think if they could have got some momentum there in the first half and not made some of the mistakes they did, they could have really pushed Westlake and scared them and got them on their, their heels. But, you know, when you're playing a game like that, you got to be close to perfect, and, and they just weren't. But, they, you know, so many great talents on that team. Uh, the other thing that you look at that with that game is because it was a first-round game, it's a, it was a straight-up home game for Westlake yeah. uh, where, you know, moving forward these games, they'll, they'll play them at neutral sites. And obviously, you know, your fans will travel from San Antonio up to Austin for a playoff game, but th there's something just different about having home sweet home and home field advantage. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Westlake was the better team. They probably would have won on a neutral field, but I think it's maybe a little bit closer. Uh, so Westlake will move on, and they'll play – at uh, Texas State Bobcats Stadium, so a big venue for this second-round mm -hmm. playoff matchup. They're waiting for the winner of this matchup, Brennan against Roosevelt. And uh, looking at the final score from this one, Evan, uh, bigger spread than I would have imagined. Uh, Brennan really yeah. took care of business and, and really shut down Roosevelt. 35-13 was the final. This was one of those times where if you go back, uh, check the receipts, didn't have it right. I, I thought Roosevelt and Brennan was going to be a really close game. One of those, again, I thought even-ish type spreads if we were going to have it. Um, but that the thing about Roosevelt this year was if you're able to stop Rashad Owens, you can simplify them offensively and really force them to do things they do not want to do. That was my fear entering the playoffs, what was going to happen. Brennan did a great job shutting that down. They were also able to take advantage of some special teams plays, I believe, uh, and sort of just pounce on Roosevelt early. And then once you do that, uh, for, for a squad that hasn't been in the playoffs for about five-plus years, um, you're usually going to have a winning formula. So a uh, remarkable season for Roosevelt. Uh, that was a surprise, I think, for many out there not here in this room, and especially Flores. Uh, very interested to see what happens with Rashad Owens, where he's going to go. He's a great talent, late bloomer, uh, very proud of, of the Riders, and, and Brennan is going to have one doozy of a test. They're not fully healthy, which I think is going to be a problem uh, against a team like Westlake. Yeah, so that game again will be played at Texas State Bobcat Stadium. The other couple games we had our eye on from the 6A D2 first round of the playoffs. Uh, Clemens coming off their first district title in 13 years, had a home game against Austin Bowie, a, a traditionally a very strong program. And uh, Clemens, though, defended home turf, and they'll move on after a 27 17 win. Yeah, I'm very. Uh a hard game, you know, uh, out of the gates. So with Bowie, I know that they're, you know, their star quarterback. Uh, great story done by KVU uh, down in Austin. If you want to Google search it, I, I highly recommend it. Jake Garcia did a good story uh, on the quarterback who tore his ACL three straight times. Uh, yeah, both and, both knees. It was like right, then left, then right, or something yeah, like that. Just, and just, so his, his football yeah. career is over. He's going to try and find something in coaching, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, but that wasn't I, that wasn't the hardest thing he had to deal with in his yeah. life. Yeah, with, uh, you know, his, he lost his mother mm -hmm. when he was, I think, in middle school. So, yeah, an incredible young man and a, a great story there. But their, their season does come to an end against Clemens. And as much as, obviously, we, you know, we're here in San Antonio, we root for the San Antonio teams. But that's, you know, if you had to pick an Austin team that you wanted to root for, that's that's probably the one after after watching that story. I uh, was a little dusty wherever I was watching that. I'll yeah. tell, tell you what. Yeah, it was a great job by Jake and, and Clemens. Uh, you know, Austin Bowie's still a great school. Hard-fought battle. Get the win. Defense shows up again, only giving up 17 points. It doesn't get any easier for Clemens. Their next game will be against Brandeis after Brandeis took care of Johnson in the opening round of the playoffs. 42-28 uh, 
a big win as Brandeis stays perfect on the year. They did it without Jordan Battles, too. Well, this one we got to go into a little bit because Brandeis starts the game off and Jordan Battles is not on the field. He got injured the week previously. He went out there for warm-ups and uh, David Branscombe decided to go without his starting quarterback. And I think he was hoping that we can get through round one without Jordan Battles. Now, going back to last week, we mentioned that Brandeis' one game of the season where they were held, uh, their win was within a score, was against Johnson. Johnson pushes Brandeis the entire first half. I think it was 21 to 21 uh, entering halftime or even going into a little bit of the third. And then Branscombe puts Jordan Battles into the game in the second half. My man puts on his cape and then just takes over the contest. I mean, he did not miss a beat. You want to talk about a game changer? Somebody who immediately and drastically changes the game? That's what it was when, when Jordan Battles stepped on the field, uh, ripped off 50-plus yard runs for a touchdown. I think he had a, a couple of rushing touchdowns. But nonetheless, it was 21-21, to 21, and then you see the final score there. Uh, what is it, 42-28? to 28? So his impact cannot be understated, and his impact is going to be necessary in the game of the week, Clemens versus Brandeis. I mean, in the Alamo Dome, that place should be rocking. I know that the Clemens fans are loving this season. They're doing a lot of firsts, and you're going to have a tremendous defense against one of the best players that San Antonio has to offer. I mean, if you love high school football, if you love football, I strongly suggest you go to the Alamo Dome because it is going to be an awesome game. I cannot tell you which way that's going to go. That is a game where whoever shows up that night is going to win. It has nothing to do with predictive measurements or what I think is going to happen. It's really just going to come down to which playmakers show up at the right time. Yeah, I think that's the Friday night game. I think there are a couple other games. Uh, we, have a, we have a couple other going down there, but, uh, you know, that's, just, yeah. just 6A and, and, and what's coming because that really sets the stage um, you know, you talk about what's next down the road and maybe the second round is harder than... This is an instance where the second round is much harder than what's coming. You know, this is where it's like, in your head, we win this game, we're eyeing Westlake. Not that you can overlook anybody, we get it, win one week, playoffs, anything can happen, but that's sort of the mentality. Yeah, you're talking about two teams that are now uh, both double digits in wins this year. Obviously, Brandeis unbeaten in the regular season, up to 11-0 and now. Uh, Clemens just had the one loss to Reagan pretty early on in the year. So uh, those two teams are uh, just really, uh, really good. The, the, winners of, the winner of that game will take on the winner between uh, Eagle Pass and Vela. If you win that, then you move on to the region championship where it's Westlake, Brennan, yeah. Rowe, and uh, Westlico. Uh, who are the uh, the teams left in that bracket? Whoever wins this game, not to jinx them, whoever wins this game is going to win the third round matchup and play. We're going to assume Westlake, uh, which would be an awesome game. Uh, if you had to put me on the spot uh, to pick a winner, I would say Clemens. But uh, just because they're my trendy pick, you know, I picked them last week. I said I'd ride with them. They're my sleeper, so I'm just going to go there. But um, whoever Clemens and Brandeis, I'd go to war with either team against Westlake down the road. So. Yeah, I would I would honestly lean the other way just because Brandeis has that experience. They played a couple of games in the Dome last year. This is very new for Clemens to be uh, as successful as they were, at least, you know, relative to... This particular group, these these guys, these you know these upperclassmen, uh, didn't make that deep run last year, whereas Brandeis did a year ago. So they might, to me, they have the slight yeah, edge. But I, I, yeah, flip a coin. That's going to be a great it's, game. It's a coin flip. Respect both programs. 
Let's watch it play out. Down in 5A, uh, still in the uh, by-district round, is the question is just who's going to be the last man standing? Uh, great games up and down the, uh, the San Antonio area, but in the 5A D1 playoffs, this one was just sort of an extension of the regular season. Harlandale taking on Wagner. Wagner pitching yet another shutout, 62-0. And uh, they'll play on Saturday in the second round, uh, the area round of the playoffs. They'll take on uh, Corpus Christi Flower Bluff. Wa I mean, Wagner's looking, Wagner's Wagner's looking Wagner, so good. They're, they're, you know, they're a unit. They're just steamrolling teams, and that's what they do. You know, that's, uh, that's Wagner, so no surprises there. I expect something very similar coming up uh, you know, this weekend. Maybe, maybe not 62 nothing. maybe 45-7, something like that. 45-14, we'll see, but uh, they're so good. L.J. Butler's also tremendous at running back. Uh, one of the other San Antonio teams we talked about, uh, the Harlan Hawks, and they, their sort of mantra was, uh, you know, how much they want to they want to face Wagner, and uh, we, we talked about that last week on the podcast, Evan. Uh, they had Burbank in the opening round of the playoffs. Again, no problem for Harlan. They're still unbeaten now, 11 and 0 on the year. Their next game in the area round will be at Ferris Stadium, so a home game for them. And they'll take on Victoria West if they win that game, and if Wagner wins their game, that would set up that big matchup: Wagner Harlan. Uh, in the third round of the playoffs, that would be something. Yeah. So, um, and again, just just to plug it, uh, this week we will be airing uh, the story on Harlan and everything they've gone through this season with losing Shamari Anderson uh, in January to a car accident and what they've done to honor his memory and for him to live out his senior season. I I strongly ask for you to join me along with that that story. Uh, leaning towards Tuesday night, but it will be on Kens5.com. Uh, and we'll air at Ken's 5 uh, at 10 o'clock, most likely. Uh, we'll have more details. You can check that on, on social media. But nonetheless, Harlan, uh, a tremendous team. They actually didn't even have the quarterback, Ken Williams. He was out with an illness. <laughs> didn't matter. Uh, no they problem. took care of business yeah, no easily. Problem. Um, and, and I don't know anything about Victoria West. I'm going to be completely honest. My guess is Victoria West coming to Ferris. Not a great situation for them. Harlan going to get their quarterback back. Should be able to, to do what they got to do. We should get Harlan Wagner. Uh, I'd expect it in the Dome. I assume that would be a Dome game. And, and talking to these kids when I was able to do the interviews for this story, they said that Shamari's dream, what, they all wanted Wagner. They wanted to play in the Alamo Dome. So if that can come to fruition, that would be some type of moment for them and those kids. We can get to that matchup when it happens. Let's, let's hope that both of these teams win and we get that because that is a tremendous game. Yeah. Awesome game. We want that. Yeah, give the people what they want. Yes. Come on, Wagner and uh, Harlan. Uh, take care of business so we can give the people what they want. Yes. That, that would also be right after Thanksgiving, too. And that, that would just, that, it's, it's, just, it's a magical weekend in, in high school. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that stuff. Uh, two other games from 5A D1 by district round. Southwest taking on Brackenridge. And this was a close game, but Southwest, after a sort of an up-and-down regular season, they're into the second round of the playoffs with a 17-14 win. They'll play the Thursday game at the Alamo Dome against Corpus Christi Miller, who's having a great season. I know if David Flores was here, he'd be singing their praises. Yeah, so that's uh, going to be a really tough game for Southwest. Um, another one of those situations that I go back to when you extract the most out of your team that you possibly can. Southwest is a great example of that. Started really slow, uh, really slowly, and then progressed got better throughout the season. That's all coaches can ask of you is to show progression week after week. They, they get into the playoffs. They get a playoff win. Uh, now they got to try and pull off an upset. Um, but 
but nonetheless, great job by Southwest. Last game from 5A D1, Laredo Martin came to San Antonio to take on Veterans Memorial, and it was the Patriots defending home turf, 48-7 win, and uh, they were getting the winner of Veterans Memorial against Veterans Memorial, and it was the Veterans Memorial Eagles who won, so we don't get, unfortunately, Vets Memorial Patriots against Veterans Memorial Patriots. However, the Patriots, the San Antonio Veterans Memorial, does have to go down to Corpus Christi to play Veterans Memorial. So my money's on Veterans Memorial to win that game. Uh, that's, that's a joke. I'm <laughs> supposed to sell that better. Come on, Evan. <laughs> Killing me here. No, I want to leave you hanging. That's the funny that's part. That's the funny part. See, that's how you make it funnier. You get nothing. You get silence. <laughs> Anyway, in uh, 5A D2, Medina Valley was at Brenham. Uh, the Panthers' season comes to an end on a 35-28 loss. A good game, though, uh, between two pretty good, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to say slightly smaller schools, but still but still 5A D2. Uh, Kerrville-Tyvee, uh, a high-scoring affair, probably more points than they wanted to give up against Georgetown-Eastview. They won 56-33, and they'll play uh, Cal Allen in the area round that game will be played in Floresville. So Kerrville Tyvee against Cal Allen in the second round of the playoffs. Man, this is a tough region. Yeah, a really tough region. Uh, quickly, forgot to mention D1. I just want to quickly sneak it in. SA Vets Memorial and Harlan both looking to do first, win their second round matchup in the playoffs. Remember, they're both in their second year of varsity play. Last year, they both won the first round matchups and then lost in the second round. So if they can both win, that would be a new stepping stone for their programs early in their program's history. Now, going on to the Tyvee Cal Allen, when we were talking about sort of those round two juggernaut matches, I mean, Tyvee Cal Allen is where, you know, in the same breath as Brandeis Clemens, just cannot wait to see that game and you know I don't know what happened you know with 56 to 33 offense seemed to do whatever it wanted I don't know what the defense is are they looking ahead maybe you have to against a team like Cal Allen but nonetheless uh man I'm stoked to see that one in Floresville another team uh, capable of a lot of offense from that same district uh, the Bernie champion Chargers put up 70 on uh, Leander Glenn, won 70-34. Uh, they'll advance to the area round where they'll play Calhoun. That game will be played in Bastrop. So another just good game. Uh, a lot of offense. That, that district, those, those top two teams, man, Tyvee and Bernie Champion, they, they played a great game to start that district schedule. And uh, they could be lining up. Again, they have some work to do, but they could play each other again in the playoffs. Yeah, Bernie Champion's awesome. I just think, you know, we mentioned it last week, they're one of those teams where if you had to predict someone that could possibly make a deep run into the playoffs, last man standing, Bernie Champion's one of those teams, and right out of the gates, they just pummel their opponent. Two other games from 5A D2. Southside, the Cardinal season came to an end with a 59-14 loss against Pioneer. And Lockhart was on the losing end of a 24-14 game against Pflugerville Weiss. So a couple other San Antonio area teams who've seen their season come to an end now. Take a quick break. Remember, fans, we have a San Antonio Spurs podcast. We also have that podcast here at Ken's 5. If you're a San Antonio sports fan, you like what you're hearing right now, search for the Big Fundamental Podcast on your favorite podcast app. On our most recent episode, I chatted with Ken's 5 Sports Director Joe Reinigle about what's wrong with the Spurs. Follow us on Twitter at BigFunPod and take us with you on the go. That's the Big Fundamental Podcast in your podcast feed. Evan, time now to take a look at the 4A D1 state playoffs. Uh, some San Antonio area teams uh, not really doing so well. Yeah, so in, in this, this was a tough one for us. 
Yeah, this this bracket not so not so uh, San Antonio friendly. Uh, Canyon Lake lost to Needville 40 to 33. Lavernia lost to Laferia 63-42. Fredericksburg lost to El Campo 20 to 14. Uh, Bernie, they did win. That was an Alamo Dome game in, in round one. They defeated Hidalgo 34 to seven. They will take on that Needville team in Elgin, and then also Gonzalez winning their game uh, to set up a, a matchup against Lampasas. That game will be played at the P Field in Paflugerville on <laughs> P Friday. <laughs> See that you get last for. All right, all right. I'll keep working on. I'll keep working on my routine here. Four uh, A D consonants, <laughs> double consonants in a row. That's funny. That's funny stuff. If you've ever, if you've never been up to the P Field, the P F I E L D. It's the the new uh, stadium at Pflugerville ISD. It's incredible. Is it really? It is just. It's gorgeous. It's it's one of those things when you imagine Texas high school football. Big jumbotron. Uh, you know, enormous bleachers. The 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 stands are right up on the field. There's no running track or anything. It's it's a really a palace wow. of high school football. And uh, that one of the uh, you know just that Austin area just continues to grow like crazy. Uh, where were we? We were at 4A D2. Divine was in the playoffs for the 18th straight year. They had Lano in the opening round, but lost 48-21. Wimberley won 49-35. Uh, They'll get Raymondville in the second round. Hondo advances with a win against Bandera 21-14 to take on Rockport Fulton in the second round. And Navarro, their season stays perfect, 45-0. They'll advance to play Rio Hondo. Uh, in the upcoming weekend. Yeah, you know I love Navarro. They're a team to watch. In the 3A state playoffs, uh, the champions for the first time in eight years, Jurdenton hosted San Diego, and uh, no problem there, 63-18. That's a lot of points uh, to win in a in a playoff game. Uh, Hallettsville was taking on Rice Consolidated. That was a 47-6 win for the Bramas of Hallettsville. They'll take on Jurdenton. Uh, that game will be played at Smithson Valley over the weekend. So some of these stadiums, can get the, they turn the lights back on yeah, right. at some of these uh, San Antonio big stadiums. I like that game. Stadiums. I think yeah. it'll be a good game. Uh, George West handled Cotula 55-6. They'll battle Edna next. Randolph defeated Mathis 42-13. They'll take on Columbus next. And Marion defeated Lyford 56-30 to set up a date with Industrial. So really a good showing from the San Antonio area in the 3A D1 bracket and a chance to really kind of run the table here in, in Region 4. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, I mentioned that Bernie Champion was one of those last man standing sort of things, but, but 3A D1, uh, we showed out. Showed so, out, yeah. So we'll, we'll be keeping our eyes on that for sure. And then in 3A D2, uh, the champs of 13-3A Comfort beat Schulenberg 40-31. to They'll face Stockdale next. That game will be played at Lenhoff Stadium. So another uh, San Antonio, mm -hmm. that one of those. Yeah, 3A D2 also did really well. Yeah, as we look at some of these other ones, Rutler Stadium will host a matchup between Natalia and East Bernard after Natalia uh, won their game 49-14. Uh, the Poth Pirates beat the Taft Greyhounds 47-0. Poth gets Tidehaven in the next round, and Nixon Smiley couldn't keep the, the perfect streak going. They lost to London 42-14. Also, we, we didn't really do this much during the regular uh, season for time's sake, but we, we do like Fall City. We like the Fall <laughs> City Beavers. They're a great team. They always make a deep run, yeah. and they, they got their playoff started the right way. 70-6. Uh, with a win, uh, they'll take on Chilton in the second round at Shelton Stadium up in Buda. So the, the Fall City Beavers, uh, you know, when we were talking, Evan, last week about who, who's the team that, that could go all the way, uh, 
we, we it feels like it would have been cheating to pick them because they they've been there so many times yeah, now. Yeah, and also and also yeah, we haven't you know we, we don't really talk about two way very much. But but here we are, and uh, we expect to, as as the number of San Antonio area teams gets smaller and smaller, and you're watching on Ken's Five, expect to hear more about the Falls City Beavers. We, always, we can always trust on them to take care of business in two way. Uh, and then in in taps, uh, three San Antonio teams were. Uh, in the playoffs, just one left standing after Holy Cross and Central Catholic were both eliminated in close games. Antonian lives to fight another day. They won 27-22 over Liberty Christian. I want to give a quick shout-out to Devin Grant. Got his All-American jersey last week before the win. He will be represented uh, in the Alamo Dome in the big game, one of the most prestigious games a high schooler can be a part of. Uh, also, Daniel Jackson will get his jersey on Monday. So that's... Uh, Great to see from our area. We love our guys staying in San Antonio to be featured in that game. Yeah, that's a big game. I mean, that's an NBC. They, you know, they they, they bring guys from all over the country for that game. Oh it's, yeah, it's a, Odell Beckham Jr., Andrew Luck, Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, the alumni go on and on. It's a, a very big honor to to be in that game, and uh, you know, we'll we'll keep our eyes on that, of course, as the, as the season goes on. But. Uh, Evan, for now, that's going to be a wrap for Friday Night Football replay this season with just a few San Antonio high school football teams still standing, that number shrinking every week. We'll be moving our coverage exclusively to Kens5.com and the Kens5 app. There you'll find highlights, previews, and live scores as the state playoffs continue. Yeah, stick to Kens5. It is good stuff. Um, yeah, we will be all over the playoffs. I promise you that. Uh, as Cameron mentioned, highlights, previews, uh, analysis when we can. Uh, check our social media accounts. We will certainly be talking about things as we get deeper into the playoffs, the night of the playoffs. We will be all over it. Uh, we appreciate you listening, being a part of our coverage, and, and just know that we are going to do this until the bitter end, until the last man standing. We got you covered. Promise you that. And Evan, I know you would be liking some more games in the Alamo Dome instead of uh, outside as the season goes on. I know you love those sideline selfies, but yes. man, some of these some of these most recent weeks, it's been a little chilly. It's been it's been a little rough. We're getting back to the seventies though, so uh, <laughs> you know we'll take them. We'll take them. If you got a sideline selfie, send in your way. It could be on uh, Friday Night Football. Joe Ryan Angle loves to get some shout outs. We love we love to get those shout outs. We love uh, the community, and uh, we love you guys for listening. That's all the time we have, though. Uh, for Evan Klosky and the entire Ken's 5 digital team, I'm Cameron Songer. This has been Friday Night Football Replay.